0: When COVID-19 struck, the Defense Department stopped its troops from moving to new orders, unless that was absolutely essential. That stop-move order came right as movers were about to hit their peak season. The military makes up about 20% of the moving industry's revenue. The stop-move order and the coronavirus therefore put one of DOD's key industrial bases in jeopardy. But now, thanks to some strange relocations, it seems to be bouncing back. Federal news network Scott Massioni spoke with the director of Moving and Storage Conference at the American Trucking Association's
1: Katie McMichael.
0: Obviously, household goods, like many industries, were hit very hard with COVID. We did see sort of an immediate decline in business. That was due to all the shelter-in-place orders, right? So people couldn't even, you know, go down the street to a restaurant or a store, let alone be in a position of wanting to move all the way across the country. And then specifically to DOD work, you know, when COVID really started ramping up, which was, you know, March, um, April, that is typically movers' busiest time. So our peak season is, you know, anywhere from kind of late March, and then that stretches into July. And DOD does majority of their work during those periods as well. So for movers, it just COVID added an extra layer of uncertainty because at its peak, it was hitting during the time when they make most of their money for the year. So our movers definitely struggled to adjust and adapt, but um, I think most companies actually have managed to come out of this, and you it know, looks like we're trending in a positive direction now.
1: What you were originally feeling was tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of dollars in a deficit because of the stop-move order. Is that correct?
0: Yes. So the stop order created immediate uncertainty. Um, like I said almost half of their work, if not a little bit of over half of their work, is done during that peak season. So it's almost, I mean, the calculations that we actually figured out was it's a little over half a billion dollars done in a very short amount of time. You're talking, you know, two to about four months roughly of, you know, over half a billion dollars worth of work. So businesses, they you know, they plan their capacity around that. So there were companies that, when the, if they're in the corporate or residential space, they reserve drivers and trucks in anticipation for that DoD work. So for them to be told right before peak season, "Hey, we've got to stop moving order till May," and then that you know gets extended into June, you know, companies are really scrambling to figure out how we're going to weather this storm. Because this is where we make our money, um, and you know, Transcom, you know, we under. We understand why they did it. Um, They did come in with a 10% adjustment um, to kind of help movers for for the movers that had moves that were booked that had to be pulled back. They were able to do a 10% adjustment, which allowed movers to make a little bit of money. And then we really worked with the movers to take advantage of the PPP loans. And those PPP loans, you know, went six to eight weeks, so that also helped them kind of make it through until when service members were relocating. Them.
1: What's the situation that we're seeing from the Defense Department now? Because there's still a lot of bases, in fact, more than half of them, that cannot be moved into or out of without waivers. Are you seeing an increased demand now that at least some of the bases have eased restrictions?
0: The volume that they anticipated, you know, happened during normal peak season, you know, it has been extended. There's obviously many more moves happening in, you know, July and August, and, you know, there are service members that are obviously taking advantage of waivers of saying, hey, you know, not going to move right now, that sort of thing, but I think for the most part, what I'm hearing is, you know, the volume, they're kind of, they're making up for some of that volume right now, Um, they're not going to make up for the losses that they had, you know, back in April and May, um, but it has picked up. It is still down, though, you know, all around. It's still not what movers would normally do during this period.
1: As far as companies that had to close their doors, I mean, did you find that there were companies that couldn't leverage the PPP loans and eventually had to go out of business?
0: So we were pretty lucky. You know there are definitely some movers that made the decision to close their doors. We did hear those stories, but the amount of movers that closed their door was much lower than what we anticipated. We were very concerned that, you know, potentially a quarter of movers would be closing their door because of this, but um, we were very, you know, luckily the impact we're seeing is actually pretty minimal, Um, and part of that is due to the PPP loans, but the other trend we're seeing sort of in the residential and I guess just corporate space maybe is that the residential moving is actually picking up and very busy right now. That You know, a lot of people are like, this is very weird. We have a lot of work. And we're looking at that as probably playing into that as companies are implementing permanent work-from-home policies, you see some people in maybe more expensive metropolitan areas realizing if I'm permanently working from home, do I need to live here? Could I move somewhere cheaper? So we're actually seeing people leaving those metropolitan areas. And, you know, living wherever they want to live, essentially, because now their job allows them to do that. So we think that might have something to do with why movers are seeing an increase in, you know, August and September moves then from 2019. It still does not complete – it will not make up for the losses that they had in the spring, but we are seeing an increase in August and September shipments from 2019.
1: You mentioned that the revenues are ramping back up. Are they at a sustainable and profitable rate at this point, or are they still at an area where they might not be as beneficial to the moving companies as hoped?
0: For specifically the months of August and September, moving companies are doing above what they normally would do in these months. But again, the losses that they suffered back during peak season, it's still not going to make up for what they lost. So, I think overall, you know, we'll see how the rest of the year plays out and, you know, if the trend for the rest of the year continues that, you know, the months stay busy that normally aren't, then potentially, but we're kind of uncertain yet what the final impact is going to be. You know, normally right now things would be slowing down and we're seeing people that are very busy. So we're not sure just quite yet if it's going to fully make up for their losses in the spring.
1: I know this is a tough question, but what do you see for the future of the moving industry, especially if COVID-19 continues to keep people inside and keep people from moving at their regular patterns?
0: This is a very interesting time for the industry because, as you know, there's a lot happening. So you're going to have the global household goods contract um, potentially being implemented at some point in 2021. That's going to have a huge impact on you know, what happens to a lot of providers in the industry because that's going to be a big shift. Um, but I think, you know, on the corporate and residential side, you know, we're very optimistic at this point. I think we, Movers, weathered the storm of COVID very well. And people seem to be more comfortable with moving. So I think for us, it's really taking a look at, okay, as more companies are instituting this work from home, you know, how long are we going to see this trend of, you know, people relocating? So it remains to be seen, but I think we are definitely more on the optimistic side of the outlook for our industry.
1: Katie McMichael, Director of Moving and
0: Storage Conference at the American Trucking Associations, speaking with Federal News Network's Scott Massioni. Check out Scott's story at federalnewsnetwork.com.